You're listening to the Energy Policy Podcast, a production of Colorado State University and the Center for the New Energy Economy. I'm your host, Tom Plant. I'm your co-host, Jeff Ling. And we're here to talk about a new tool, a new thing that uh, the Center for the New Energy Economy created uh, and just launched. It's called SPOT for Clean Energy. That's right. A new database, the State Policy Opportunity Tracker for Clean Energy. Spot for Clean Energy. Spot. All letters. It is the Spot for Clean Energy. Spot for Clean Energy. You can find it at spotforcleanenergy.org. It's all letters, no numbers in there. And... um, Let's talk a little bit about what this policy, what this policy tool does, and um, how people can uh, how people can use it. Yeah, so you know, I think the the big reason that we created this database uh, in partnership with the Nature Conservancy with TNC um, is really to create a a single place where stakeholders and policymakers can go to look at what policies a given state has in place and how, how developed those policies are, and then where are the gaps? And I think that's, that's really the critical piece there, Jeff, is, you know, because you can go, there, there are databases like Desire is, is one right. uh, that'll tell you what policies states have, but there's no place you can go to tell, that tells you what's missing. And while there's a lot of organizations that have done various different Uh, state scorecards and things like that around specific areas. Maybe it's around solar or Mm -hmm. it's around energy efficiency. Mm -hmm. This is the first time we really bring all of these things together into one place and really make it, try to make it easy for people to, number one, identify what their state is missing and number two, identify some resources or how they can, how they can create policies to fill those. Right. So we, we source data for this for, for SPOT from 18 different organizations. You mentioned DESIRE, uh, which is maintained at the North Carolina uh, State Solar Center. Uh, you mentioned ACEEE. Uh, we pulled data from DOE, from Freeing the Grid, which really is a specialty report on uh, solar, solar interconnection and net metering. And so really the value of this resource, Tom, is that it no longer does one have to go to 18 different websites uh, to look up this information, it's all it's all really in one place. Yeah, it's a great point, and and you know to that to that, let's talk a little bit about the breadth of the different policies mm-hmm. because uh, I think one of the other key pieces of this is that it isn't just um, as as we mentioned in in uh, some previous things have been just about solar or just about efficiency. Right. But in, but we look at those policies, we look at those various different things, but we also look at Things like uh, energy building codes, uh, both residential and commercial. We look at different ways of incentivizing or uh, uh, renewable energy or energy efficiency. We look at uh, financing alternatives. And we also look at, you know, sort of next generation grid modernization, new utility business models. How, mm-hmm. do, we, how do we move to the next step? So we tried to be as comprehensive as possible. There are 38 policies in the database. You mentioned the categories, those five categories, renewables, efficiency, transportation, finance, and infrastructure. Um, And I think what's really important about the way we chose these policies is that we picked picked policies we knew we could find information on in the public domain, right? So these are largely policies that exist or have existed in at least some states um, uh, for the last few years. And so I think that's really important because we are 
we are answering key policy component questions about each one of these policies in order to assess where the gaps are. And it's don't take our word for it. Take these other organizations' word for it, essentially, that we're pulling in that data. Yeah, and, you know, I mean, I think that that's, it's for a few different reasons. First of all, you know, why duplicate good work that's been done by a lot of other organizations? But also, we want to be able to continually keep this, uh, this database up to date. Mm-hmm. And so being able to not do, you know, original research on, on all of these different policies. And when you think about it, you know, uh, each policy, we say we have 38 different policies. Each of those right. policies has five or six different components within each of those policies. And then each of those is applied to 50 different states. And all of a sudden you, you've got yourself a, a few full-time jobs trying, to, <laughs> That's trying right. to keep things Yeah, going. there are, if you do the math, there's between nine and 10,000 individual data points here in this database that are um, you know, making this gap analysis. I think we should also mention, Tom, and, and, if, and if users go to spotforcleanenergy.org and click on the About page, that's kind of the method behind the development of this resource. And we started actually with a concept that came out of the National Renewable Energy Laboratory right. a few yeah. years, years ago. Doris, Elizabeth Doris and her colleagues, yep. At NREL in Golden, Colorado, uh, policy stacking, energy policy stacking is the concept. And in, a, in its sort of simplest uh, explanation, it is, um, it is really a theory that, um, that policies build upon one another and they are interrelated. Uh, and there are suites of policies that need to be adopted together uh, for all of them to really work. And, and to work effectively, you know, in order to in order to have a really effective policy, you might need to have these other two in place. It's not that it won't work at all. It's just that it's just much more effective if these other things are there. Um, I remember on a on a previous um, uh, podcast, you and I were talking with uh, someone from Sunrun about right. third party solar authorization. Oh, right. yeah. Remember that? Mm-hmm. And, and one of the things that uh, that she pointed out to us was, yeah, we, you know, in a number of states, we do need authorization to make sure that, you know, third-party leasing, solar leasing companies aren't treated like a utility. But, you know, we also, we're not going to locate to a state that doesn't have a good net metering policy. Yeah, exactly. Example, That's or a good great interconnection. Yeah. Or, you know, so these things really build upon each other. Yeah, they do. So... That sort of tier one market preparation, then building to market creation and market expansion. And just to go with your example, so maybe net metering is market preparation. Uh, uh, an RPS or a, or a renewable carve-out is market creation. And then so, some form of financing, like third-party financing would be a market um, expansion type policy. Right, so we've, exactly. we've really we've taken those 38 policies, we've organized them into these three tiers and by state, and so there's a, a number of different ways you can kind of slice and dice this data, and I think we ought to, uh, I know this is a, this is, uh, this is not a visual broadcast, but, <laughs> but uh, bear with us here. We're going Everybody to make pull a, out your computers. Spotforcleanenergy.org and follow along. Uh, you'll see a map of the U.S. What state do you want to go to, Tom? I don't know. Let's, let's uh, I don't know. doesn't matter. Pick one of those ones in the middle there. One of the ones in the middle here. <laughs> Let's pick a state in the middle. Let's pick Minnesota. That's a good state. So um, there's a lot going on here, a lot of data. We've produced a state snapshot, which is kind of the vitals of, of every state. Who are the major state agencies that are active in energy, energy and environmental policy? Uh, links to the state legislature. 
links to the Public Utilities Commission. We've also pulled in data from EIA. The EIA Energy Information Administration does a, a monthly uh, historic generation generation mix. Uh, so they, um, I think we're, we're sourcing a few months back. That's the most recent vintage here. But you can actually look at, uh, by state, how many uh, gigawatt hours were generated from each uh, primary source of production, so right, coal, so, natural gas. Yeah, solar. we're looking here at Minnesota. It's about 42% coal, about 24% nuclear, 10% natural gas. Got a little bit of hydro in there, uh, 20% wind, um, and various other uh, resources. So that's that comes up in a little picture, and then below that, you know, we see basically it's kind of like, um, are we are we using the analogy of fuel of uh, empty to full tanks? Sure. Yeah. So you get a little bit of a fuel tank sort of a, a graphic for each of these policies. It shows where the state is in the progression of of implementing this policy, with all of them being full, completing all of the different components, and then various different. Uh, 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 you know, partial uh, fills, uh, depending on how many of those different components they have. Then you go into that, that one of those uh, policies, what are you going to pick here? Well, so remember we talked about policy stacking. The, yep. the th You've got three columns here in front of you, market preparation, market creation, market expansion. That's the kind of the stepwise progression of policies as, as we, we have organized them at the center, again, building off of NREL's theory paper and color-coded again and color-coded of course which is very important <laughs> color-coded by policy type renewable generation efficiency financing and so forth so let's just go uh tier two renewable portfolio standard minnesota so if you're if you are on a computer you can kind of follow along to what we're doing here so now we've we're, we're sort of two clicks in here right we're looking at specifically minnesota's existing renewable portfolio standard Right, and we are looking at um, policy components that answer uh, a series of questions about that standard, mm -hmm. and so Minnesota has a has a a, a a nearly full tank, four blocks out of five, and we can kind of walk through what these component questions say and 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 the answers to the questions. I think the other thing to really point out that we're pulling together, and I know we've we've done a podcast about. The Advanced AEL Energy Tracker. Legislation Tracker in the past. AELTracker.org. AELTracker.org, also a center for the New Energy Economy Database. Um, how do those folks do it all? I don't know. It's uh, just remarkable. We, If there is a bill active in that state's legislature, in that policy topic, so an active bill in Minnesota <laughs> dealing with the state's RPS, we pull that in to the Spot for Clean Energy site and we can see uh, Minnesota HF2545, for example, is here. If I click on it, it takes me immediately to um, the tracker page uh, where I can look at the uh, introduced version of that, of that bill. I think this is an interim, uh, interim bill here. Um, so in addition to the policy component questions, the legislative tracker uh, data, we've also, Tom, as you know, written... Uh, policy briefs for each one of the policies. Right, so here we've got a, a policy brief on renewable portfolio standards. It has um, a description of, uh, you know, just a short description of what we mean by an RPS, a discussion of the policy which really talks about 
what is the challenge that this uh, policy is trying to address? Which, you know, when I was in the legislature, there were a few things that we wanted that, you know, thousands of people would come to you with different, right. you know, policy suggestions and, and all that sort of thing. And one of the things, you, you, you know, there's a sort of a set series of questions you'd ask. You know, it's, you know, why do we want to do this? What's the problem we're trying to solve? Right. Um, and Does it need legislation? Does it need legislation? What do we have? What don't we have? And mm-hmm. then are there any good state examples that I can pull from? Are there any model policies out there? Are there, are there different states that are doing this and doing it well? And that's what we try and really bring uh, into these, uh, these policy sheets. And then we also have uh, you know, a, a list of the key components uh, within, a, within a policy. And then, uh, most importantly, probably are links to further information, so that you can dive as deeply into this as you as you want to. So, so I really like that example you're using. So, so you were uh, you served eight years in the Colorado Legislature, Tom. And do you think state legislators will use this this gap tool and and uh, and and print out these policy briefs and sort of look at key policy component questions is that you think that's one of the key audiences absolutely for this? I, I absolutely do and I, I think that there's you know um, across the country and across uh, party lines really there is a real interest in trying to prepare our uh, states which are sort of the the hubs of energy policy in this country mm-hmm. to to prepare us for the new the new energy uh, developments that we have and the ways in which uh, our our energy landscape is changing so fast and um but it, it's it's as you pointed out sometimes you kind of go to 80 different sites yeah it's to get really hard to keep track of even for those of us who live and breathe this every day um so we sliced the data one way just now so we went to minnesota we looked at rps in minnesota and then we kind of went we looked at the policy briefs we looked at ael tracker we looked at the policy components I do also want to point out that you can slice it another way by looking by policy across 50 states. And this might be something where uh, I can see advocates or right. uh, people who work in a certain policy area may want to find out what are the states where there's the most work to be done or where uh, certain aspects might might be addressed in order to get them to that full tank. And that's that's where that could be used. And also, I would say also for state legislators, again, trying to identify um, what states do have good, complete policies. They could go to that policy sheet and take a look and see which states are completely full and say, okay, I want to I want to take a, a dive into that state's policies and see what, what we can learn from them. Yeah. So, so if I am an electric vehicle advocate, for example, and I'm really interested in in tariffs or rates that will further electric vehicles, I might want to search by clean energy policies, transportation, um, advanced vehicle charging rates, and 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 look at it that way is what you're saying, right? Rather right. than going into one state, I want to just really, I want to further this policy, and so I click on advanced vehicle charging rates by state, and I can look at. This is actually a great example of of. They're oh, still relatively <laughs> new in the in the field of policy development, right? Yeah. In yeah. in charging rates uh, for advanced vehicles. So, so a few different ways to use this tool. I think it's fair to say that it's a hub. It's maybe a um, maybe a little bit overused, but I think it's kind of a hub and spoke sort of resource where um, it's a it's a quick initial scan of existing policy development. Where are the gaps? 
What are some of the key component questions? You know, our team spent a lot of time talking about what these key component questions are, and 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 I think a lot of times probably a huge understatement, but <laughs> it's hard to really qualify a policy in five or six questions, isn't it? Yeah, and, you're trying to you're trying to um, create a quantitative measure from a qualitative right. sort of yeah, data set, that's good. and, I like and that. it's difficult. But but we tried to do the best we could. So you might not agree <laughs> with everything that we've done here, and and if you don't, we want to hear about it. Uh, contact us, far right contact page. Um, send us an email. Let us know what we got wrong. We also accept praise. <laughs> uh, and um, we do not reject praise. We don't reject praise, um, and we hope it's useful to you. State policy opportunity tracker: the spot for clean energy by spot for clean spot energy. Spot for clean energy. We just org. like saying that. Dot org. Spot for clean energy. By the Center org. for the New Energy Economy and the Nature Conservancy. Check it out. Yep. Check it out. Uh, you've been listening to the Energy Policy Podcast from the Center for the New Energy Economy. I'm your host, Tom Plant. I'm your co-host, Jeff Lane. Thanks a lot for listening.